It is May 15, 2022, and substitute teachers are winding down. What should we be doing? Taking stuff from the classroom. All right, guys, now I have always assumed if you're the type of substitute teacher that takes the time to listen to the podcast, you're probably one of those that always wants to get better. If you're not, you can probably stop listening to this episode right now because what we're going to talk about today requires a little bit of extra effort. We are in wind down mode. Me particularly, I have nine more days of school before the students are out. I've already got five of those scheduled to work. I might take the others off. I might not. The way things work out, if I've seen certain students a lot this year, I kind of want to see them one more time before I quit subbing for the year. I'll probably pick up that school's job, but I know you are like me. Are we actually going to talk about Taking stuff from the classroom? Yeah, we are. We are. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about it from a philosophical standpoint, too. I'm assuming that's probably what you thought when you heard saw the title. But some things maybe you've never thought of that I've gotten in a habit of doing, I would like to just throw out some suggestions, and we'll get to that just here in a moment. First of all, I want to tell you this. I always struggle during the summer what to do. You know, should I go to maybe even just an episode a month or an episode every two weeks? And then I got to thinking, man, I have got access to the best resources in the world as far as substitute teaching. And that's you guys. So here's what I'm wanting to do. There's basically 10 to 12 episodes over the summer that take place when school for the vast majority of us is not in session. So here's what I'd like to do. All of you have been through a year's worth of substitute teaching, except maybe the newer ones that have just started. I want to know your stories. I want to know, I want to Zoom interview you sometime this summer and Share your stories in your voice with our listeners because I know it's different, different parts of the country. I know when you get to our Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group that a lot of those think that I've got it made where I am, and I do enjoy where I am, but I want to hear stories about where you are and where we can grow together. If you're interested, and don't don't get too caught up in, oh, I don't think I could ever do a Zoom interview. Well, most of us were teaching our kids over Zoom while COVID was going on. There's probably still a bunch of you that are still doing that. I know in our district, we're, I, I don't even think they're going to give the kids the option beginning August of 22 to go back to virtual. I think they are requiring them now to come into the school. But nevertheless, Zoom took off. Zoom's actually struggling a little bit business-wise, but we can do our interviews on there. And the great thing about it, 
I won't make you turn your video on. It'll just be audio. You're welcome to turn it on if you want to. I kind of like the video being on because we can see each other. And it's, you know, it's, it's easier to talk to people if you can see their face. So, but it'll just be audio. And not only will it just be audio, I will send you a copy as soon as we're completed. And if you're uncomfortable about the way anything came off that you said, I can edit those pieces out. It can be long. It can be short. You know, we hover right around 20 minutes when we do one of these things. But if you're interested in that, go through the Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group. Make sure you're a member there. You don't ever have to say anything. Just become a member. You don't even have to get approved. The only thing, the only time you have to answer some questions is when you decide to make a post. Okay? Go to Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group. Send me a message just through the regular messenger app that works through Facebook. Say, Greg, I'd be happy to let you interview me. I, I want to fill up 12 weeks, not with stuff that's hard to find during the summer, but with your voices and your experiences. Our students tell us all the time our experiences are what they really enjoy hearing it. It's funny. I, I We were joking with some teachers this week. Sixth graders, they're my favorite group to teach. I strengthened that feeling this week and some of the stories I share with them. But, you know, the younger the kid, the more they want to share stories back with you. It's not really that they want to waste time, but they want, if you've got a story about a snake, they want to tell you their story about a snake. Okay. Now let's get to the topic for today. Taking stuff from the classroom to make you a better substitute teacher, you need to have your eyeballs on every time you go into those school buildings, okay? Look around the classrooms. Another thing that I post in the Facebook group all the time is it amazes me. As many classrooms as I've been to now, I teach for eight different schools just middle school and high school, but there's eight of them in my district. Many of you are teaching for bigger schools. Maybe many of you are teaching for smaller schools. And this happens in all of them. You walk in and you see something on the wall, on the desk, whatever that you've never seen before. So get out of the habit of just saying, oh, that's cool, and never giving it another thought because that is some of your material for when you go back to the school and substitute teach next year. So the first thing, in effect, you need to take from classrooms is when you walk in, look around the walls, see the things that you really think are good ideas. Now, you can't really make a copy on the wall, but that's the great thing about technology. Snap a shot with your smartphone Keep that in an album folder entitled Substitute Teacher. That's what I do. I'm up to like 120 items in there now. I post the ones I really like on, on the Facebook group page again. But that is your resource material, okay? That's the first thing you need to take from that classroom, snapshots. Obviously now, I'm not talking about while the students are in the room. I'm talking about before they even get in there. You like that poster, that's cute. You think sometimes when you substitute in another school, you might share it. If it's really unique, they're going to think it's unique too. 
if that teacher has it on their wall, they think that for the most part, sometimes they just throw stuff up to cover up the wall. But most of the time, they're wanting some good ideas to share with those students. So step one, every time you go into the classroom between now and the next two weeks, look around your rooms, look for stuff that you can take off of the classroom through a smartphone, okay? Now, the other thing is, you know you've either had to make copies or you've either seen a stack of copies that's the day's work when you walk in, okay? I'll tell you one thing that I liked, and I think I mentioned this a couple podcast episodes. One of the things that one of our Facebook group people mentioned was, they didn't mention it, they did talk about it, but they took a picture of the desk, And the way the teacher had left the desk for them, color-coded folders (laughs) by period, by grade, and they referred to it as the most organized teacher that they've ever had. Now, that looks cool, and you think you'll remember it, but when you walk out the door, you might forget that. So take that snapshot of her setup. Look at the way the substitute teacher has the room set up. Share that with other people. You know, you can't talk another teacher into, I insist that you have color-coded folders for me. You can't do that, but snapshot, a smartphone snapshot, every good thing you see on the walls, on the desk, Setups, maybe even it's the way they store smartphones, the way they store calculators, the way they provide resources to the kids to both be efficient and not be wasteful, all that kind of stuff. That's the first thing you're looking for. But those handouts, take one of them. The teacher's not definitely not going to care about that. Most of them, I know when I made copies as a as a long-term substitute teacher. I usually made 10 to 15 extra. I knew some students would lose them, especially the younger students. Some would lose them. But make one for yourself. Get you a folder and throw all that stuff in there. And over the summer, flip back through it and say, oh, yeah, I remember how that teacher did that. Maybe it's not just something they've copied, let's hope, legally out of a source document. Maybe it's something that they came up with on their own, like a game or an activity that really worked good. And, you know, I don't teach elementary school, but I'm thinking for you guys in elementary school especially, you probably see stuff like that all the time. The lower you go, the more crafts are involved, the more art that is involved. Look for those good ideas, and if it's on a copy that's already been made for you, Take one of those copies with you. Throw it in a folder. Take your vacation in June through July. And as you get back within a month of next year's school, flip back through the folder. Look for the ideas that you really liked. And that's going to make you a better substitute teacher. Just think about it. The other teachers... You know, if you go a few tongue-in-cheek episodes back where I said substitute teachers are better than teachers because I had just had a episode that was just the opposite. One thing we do have an advantage in, we see more materials like that than the teachers do because 
we see more students and we interact with more classrooms than any other regular teacher does because the regular teacher stays in their classroom, teaches the same kids, for the most part, every day, all year long. We don't. We teach a different bunch every day until we kick back around and see them later. So think about that. As you're going through the classrooms, pull the materials, make a copy for yourself. Keep that in a folder and get yourself organized and If you go into a classroom then in August, in September, and the teacher's teaching a similar subject, and they've got materials out, well, you've got this fun thing that you can throw in there, too, that you borrowed from another teacher. Now, you're going to ask me on some of these, should I tell the teacher I'm doing this? Well, I wouldn't feel bad about just taking a copy, but here's the reason it's a good idea to tell them. That's flattering. If you're taking copies of something that they made for you to use in class because you want it to be part of your materials that you learn from, they're going to think a lot of you. They're going to think a lot about the way you feel about them because you like their material. Guess what? That then moves you higher up on that substitute teacher ladder. You're now... Someone they will remember, oh yeah, that was that substitute teacher that said they really enjoyed this activity and wondered if I could make a copy for them. You know, those uh, breakout rooms or escape rooms that you can do through Google Classroom or you can do through forms or various people do it different ways. A lot of teachers have their own version of that and they would love for you to have a copy of that. So think about that. Some of the stuff that you use is going to be automated Google Classroom. Ask the teacher, say, I really like your idea. Could you email me a copy of that? Because some of the forms, like Google Forms, it's easier to email than actually make you a physical copy. The email actually works better because it links you right through right through to that project. So take things from the classroom through your smartphone pictures, through copies that you've been given, and through request through that teacher. Now, another thing that I like, especially if you know that you taught a group of, say, sixth or seventh graders that you're going to have again probably in that same school next year, or, you know, some of the students I'm closest to right now, I don't mean in any favorite, you know, favoritism type way, but just students that I met several years ago in middle school, and they're now in high school. We still have that close, I'm glad you're here today, Mr. Collins, relationship. And you may run into students later that you had this year. And here's what I think you should request from the teacher in that regard. And do this, of course, legally, you're not talking about pictures or anything, but Ask the teacher the last couple of days of school. Just say, hey, I bet I'm going to be teaching these kids some again next year. Would you mind if I just kept a copy of your roster? And that will help me while it's fresh in my mind to remember names. If it's okay within the school system that they give you a copy that actually has a picture of the students on it, it's been okay for me when I do long-term I still have long-term pictures of students from 
six years ago, I sh- six years ago, sixth grade that I show them now while they were freshmen, and they get a big kick out of it. But here's the reason. There is nothing that students like more. This is the honest truth than you remembering their name or you even remembering the name they go by if it's not the name that appears on that roster. So ask those teachers, can I have a copy of the roster? I want to get comfortable with these names because I think I'll see some of these kids next year too. I'd like to be able to call them by their name when I see them. Teachers are going to be impressed by that. And you're not just doing that to butter up the teacher. You're really doing that to be better as a substitute teacher you know, I really think I think my wife's finally come to accept it that that I go by my first name with my students. She ran into one that is a high school student now that I first met in sixth grade, and said, "Do you remember my husband, Mister Collins? I think he let you guys call him Greg." And once she said Greg, that student remembered who I was. If she had just said Mr. Collins, you know, the thought process probably would have taken a little bit longer. But the fact that I let them call me by my first name is a way they remember me. I go to volleyball matches now, and if there's students just watching a match before it starts, I hear them call out my name. They wouldn't call out Mr. Collins, but they call out Greg. They think that's kind of cool. So get comfortable with those rosters. See what you can get from the teacher to have rosters or even from it if you're more comfortable just going to the front office and you know maybe they can run you a bunch of rosters i am comfortable that all the administrations that i work with would do that if you might even you know you might even get a copy each day that you substitute teach just for your information you can make a copy of that but Find out ways to get comfortable with those students' names and remember them. Think of how impressed they're going to be when they see you first week of August and you've been away from them three months and you still remember their name. That's pretty cool. So take copies of those rosters to get to know those students better. And then maybe just the last thing, this is more of a philosophical thing, but it, it can be hard copy as well. All your teachers, and I hate to say it this way, but you know you have them, especially all of your favorite teachers, the teachers that you really, really, you know, all of them you enjoy going to, but there's some, let's face it, that you put above the others because you really, really enjoy teaching that class. Why don't you just say, all right, Miss McGillicuddy, I really enjoy teaching your class. What ideas do you have for me that I could look at over the summer that might help me if I'm ever back in your class teaching again? Do you have some resource materials? I'll go ahead and say brag about. If I know I'm going to be teaching in the same class over and over several times, and let's say it's math, I'm good at math, but if it's something I haven't studied since I've been in high school, I need to go back and brush up on it. So I buy my own resources. I buy the, not really math for dummies. I think the, I bought that, but there's one called everything you ever wanted to know about math or something like that. Look for resources on the topics you're really good at. That impresses the teacher too, but it will impress them more if you tell them you like their class so much that you want to borrow their materials 
so that you can be a better substitute teacher so that you can relate to their class better when you go back there in August and September. And that's basically it, guys. You, I do want you to take stuff from the classroom these next two days. Be a better substitute teacher. I know you want to be. You wouldn't be listening to this, to this podcast if you didn't. Take stuff. You know, if you want to look for some ink pens to take, go ahead and take those too. But I'm talking about the advertising type ink pen. So you can remember the school you were at. You can remember the grade you were at. Now, if you're going to take pens and stuff like that, I would tell the teacher in that in that regard. But keep those copies. Study those copies over the summer. All those resources that you can take from the teacher's desk and from their thought process right now will make you a better substitute teacher when you we all come back in August.